Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Hey, In the hizzy. Pocket I, muffin from Kevin this morning. Oh, he gave you a pocket muffin? Yeah, he gave me a pocket so muffin. So now you're eating muffins from other people's other pockets. Other people's pockets, yep. Oh, uh, it just gets Brand better. muffin. Was it wrapped at least? It was wrapped. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, on the show today, Matt Cox from Three Man Weave talking uh, Final Four with us. And actually, you know, among the other calls, we talk about how, you know, Dan Omatia came on the show and gave out Virginia Tech to win the women's tournament. They're still alive at 40 to 1. You know, Matty Cox, when I asked him about the NIT, you remember what he said? He said North Texas. Yeah. So let's not sleep on Matty Cox. We'll, we'll see how he feels about tonight's game. Uh, between North Texas and UAB, as Conference USA takes center stage once again. Well, Matt's been Matt's been riding the FAU train too. You know, not not yeah. a not a to make the Final Four outright like our great Will Hill, but uh, I know he's been riding the FAU train. Charlotte won the CBI. Neglected to mention that Conference USA basketball juggernaut. I didn't know Charlotte won the CBI. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, yeah. wow power powerhouse. And of course, uh, Dan Vespers on the NBA. We'll get to him as well. Always great to hear from Dano. And it is opening day. In Major League Baseball, the headline, opening day, Jason Weingarten will be here from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, give all his thoughts on opening day. Kelly's got the bunting out. He just learned what that word was yesterday, so uh, he'll drape it over the uh, glass a little later on the show. We're excited about that. Plus, I thought they weren't allowed to bun anymore. That's a different thing. Um, (laughs) I will actually go on, because we have, uh, what, three hours before the season actually starts? I will actually once again do my sort of season win totals talk that I've given every year. I kind of gave it earlier, uh, but if you want to get your last minute season win totals bets in, just things you should be aware of. Um, My thoughts on betting baseball daily these days, and I'll just get into whole philosophy. One man's opinion. One man's opinion, Kelly Bidlin, or the evolution of one man and his baseball betting, because I, people know me as a tennis better these days. I was a baseball better and a baseball better beyond anything for years and years and years. I bet thousands of Major League Baseball games. I mean, that, was, that was your biggest sport by far, right, for how I would, many years? And when people would ask me five, ten years ago, I'd say ten years ago now, I'd say when they would ask me, like, what, what sports do you bet? I'd be like, baseball and everything else is a, different, is a distant second. Um, it's how Kraken I met. I'll tell you that story as part of that the discussion as well. Um, by the way, Crack not on the show today because uh, he's got a four-hour delay with his flight, so he cannot make it. But I'll bring him up when we talk about the uh, 
sort of days gone by of baseball betting and how that evolved. Uh, let us begin with NBA MVP and specifically to move the story along, Tim Bontemps with his latest straw poll. Straw poll 3.0. Boom. Straw poll 3.0. Hey, we did that in court. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't plan that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, this is getting to be like his little cottage industry, sort of like draft, like mock drafts, right? So straw yeah. poll 3.0. So he he, is, he has recognized too, Gil, that he is he is moving betting markets. I don't know how much he likes it though. Well, <laughs> he what what he doesn't seem to recognize is that it's the ESPN collective that moved the betting markets that have informed his straw polls as well, right? So yep. it's the what I would call the assault on Nikola Jokic in favor of Joel Embiid from the Zach Lowe's, from the Tim Leglers that has inform this poll. So here's the latest one. Now it's first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. 10 points, seven points, five points, three points, one point for first through fifth. And then he tallies them up. Look how close this is. Now this was conducted right after Embiid sat out, made the decision to sit out against the Nuggets. So Nikola Jokic actually has the most first place votes by two, 42 to 40, but not in the aggregate in the aggregate, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, Joel Embiid beats Nikola Jokic by two points, 790 to 788 by that scoring system. Giannis, a fairly close third at 612. But Giannis way down in the first place votes anyway. He's got way more of the third place votes, which is probably expected. And he's the only guy of the three that got any kind of fourth or fifth place votes. That's why I didn't include it on here, but he got two fourth place votes, one fifth place vote. Embiid and Jokic were all first, second, or third at least. Okay, so Tim Bontemps is, is you know, you were saying off air, he's always complaining about the, the Vegas odds and Vegas has it wrong. Doesn't this reflect that Vegas, to, to his use word, right, to use their words, yeah. like Vegas, right, betting markets. It's, yes. not, it's, not, it's not necessarily Vegas, right? Betting markets, betting markets actually reflect this almost perfectly now, don't they? So, yeah, it's something JVT and I have been talking about the past couple of weeks on Hardwood Handicappers just because he's said it multiple times on podcasts. He's really angry about it, isn't he? About, well, and, and we've been trying to trying to be fair in, of how to read into his tone, mm-hmm. but he's he's kind of kept brought up, he brought up the other day on, on the Hoop Collective podcast when they were talking about defensive player of the year, but he's had the same comments about MVP about Vegas, yeah, but yes, yes. Right. but Vegas not having the odds right, and yeah, I JVT and I were texting this morning, and we're kind of like, well, these the odds are kind of, we're kind of dead on then for what MVP was. Literally, they're two points apart between Embiid and Jokic when you go first through fifth, and here are the the cur- the current MVP price shopping would show you that at BetMGM, DraftKings, and Bet Rivers, just to use three, Embiid and Jokic have the exact same number. It don't get no closer than that. Giannis, lurking, let's call it, plus 350 at BetMGM, plus 450 at DraftKings. And if you remember how this moved, before that, before the Embiid sat out that Denver game, mm-hmm. right, this was about a 50-cent difference more towards Embiid, which would be a pretty good reflection of what we're seeing in that straw poll, is that Embiid's slightly ahead of Nikola Jokic to these voters. Now, I have, I have made two general points about this market over the course of the last month or so, maybe even longer. The first of which is, if you've been a keen numbers game listener, I've, 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 I've mentioned this many times, which is, 
you know, in baseball, they talk about, hey, we don't, we don't want to be first ballot Hall of Famer. That's reserved for only the pantheon greats. The fact that Mariano Rivera was not even a first, was not unanimous, not first ballot. I'm talking about unanimous, right? Like baseball voters have this thing about voting someone in unanimously. God yeah. forbid we do that with anybody. That's got to be hallowed. Well, here, there are only three players in history, and I've mentioned this many times, that have won back-to-back-to-back MVPs. And one of them ain't Michael Jordan even, right? It's Bill Russell, it's Wilt Chamberlain, and it's Larry Joe Bird. Those are the only three players in the history of the NBA that have won MVP awards three years in a row. So they gave Jokic the MVP. They voted Jokic MVP the last couple seasons. And I made the comment many times where it's like, hey, do they, is there going to be a segment of voters that is like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to include Jokic on that Mount Rushmore. And I've also said, forgive repeating myself, I've also said, like, the first two years were the more debatable to me. Like, I think this year is the one where he ought to really win it going away. So what did we find out from some of these voters that Bontemps and his straw poll interviewed? Kelly? Would you like the quote? Please. There was snapback from Jokic's big lead in MVP odds as multiple straw poll voters expressed that there is a higher bar to clear for a third straight MVP. Higher bar to clear. Believe we got that one right. Which tells you what? That everything that we've brought up, voter fatigue, is completely true. Completely right? true and also utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. You are just... There, there really? Are vo- vo- if voters are telling... Bontemps said that is Bontemps talking about other voters. So, but if they're telling him that, they are judging these three guys with different sets of criteria. And quite, fr- and quite frankly, the, those people should not have a vote if that's, if that's how they're judging this. I, I agree. And it's ridiculous, right? But yeah. I knew it, right? I knew that some of these guys would have that kind of— Now, now not all of these guys are actual voters, correct, for MVP. Are these actual voters? Yeah, yeah. These are All of them all have a vote? Voters, yep. Okay, well, there you go. It's ridiculous, but I, I had a sense that that was going to be a foot here. Now, the second part of this was, we've been talking about how this is sort of like an ESPN-driven thing. Zach Lowe with the 47 kicked balls. I don't know, I voted for Jokic two years, but this year's defense is not quite up to snuff. He kicked 47 balls out of bounds. Uh, okay, really, that's why you're not voting for him now? Legler, oh my God, that one defensive play, Embiid. Let's let's spend five minutes looking at this one play Embiid made on defense. No one in the league could have made it. Oh, stop it already. Jokic, again, the, the stats that matter are the ones that Kelly keeps bringing up, which is what's the difference between Jokic being on the court and not and Embiid being on the court and not? And it's not even close. About 20 points. So I did, despite all my worries about, hey, there's going to be some voters who don't want to give him the award three times in a row. I just thought the ESPN groundswell against him had, it was just absolutely baseless. And so when he was plus 130 here, and I get, I get it, I could have gotten it a better number, but while he was still plus money, I grabbed it plus 130. One, one bet, right? Didn't go crazy. But I just wanted to get in on this, and I think Jokic is going to win it. But you're voting on – you're betting on human beings voting. And so – do I want to go crazy past that? I don't, because yeah. all of that other stuff is in play, where it's like, nah, I don't want to give him three in a row because there's a higher bar? Are you kidding me? This and it wasn't just one person who said that, by the way. Right, correct. This is a – I know it's been kind of a cop-out for me whenever we've talked about this, but the past couple months I've just felt these three guys, I, I, 
I wouldn't be upset if any of the three of them win it. I do I do think they all three deserve to be in this conversation uh, for MVP this year. For for historical perspective, this is the by far the closest. If the vote ended like this, was be by far the closest that we've ever seen in NBA MVP voting history. The closest was in 89-90 between Magic and Charles Barkley, where there was a 22-point difference. But just answer me a question. What has happened in the last six weeks that Jokic was the runaway winner, and now it's so close? Can you answer that with any logic whatsoever? Nah, no it, one can. It beats scoring, but that's about it. Nothing has changed except for this groundswell. It's like, um, what are y'all really trying to accomplish here with this? We'll come back. I'd like to talk about baseball season win totals and daily baseball betting. It's opening day 2023. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call one 800 522 Skill Alexander, it's uh, Kelly Bidlin. Just to clarify, on Timmy Bontemps straw poll, or as I like to call uh, Tim Bontemps, Timmy Goodtime. It's the direct translation from the French. Timmy Goodtime. Uh, it's every one of those voters is a, every one of the, of the people in his straw poll is a voter or not? What did we determine? I, I think it is mainly. It's the, I was still <laughs> determining that. It's two from every market. Two, okay, two voters from each of the league's 28 markets, along with a cross-section of national and international reporters. That was the previous poll, though, right? The, this is this is how th- this one works, too. Okay. Uh, um, so 100 media members participate in an informal poll that mimics the NBA postseason's award voting process. 
To make the balloting as realistic as possible, there were at least two voters from each of the league's 28 markets, along with a cross-section of national and international reporters. As with the NBA official voting at the end of the season, voters were asked to submit a five-player ballot. <laughs> okay, so we still don't know. It's really what well, I'm, I'm reading other Sounds... places that it's people, everybody, it's people with a vote. Okay, yes. all right. But is it, it might just be some, like maybe it's not everybody with a vote? Sorry about that. We didn't really get to the bottom of it. We tried. Mainly voters. Let's leave it at that. If not all. Okay. So let's just talk about Major League Baseball begins today. This just in. Major League Baseball. And, and some just phenomenal matchups. I love opening day, as we all do, because the aces abound, right? We have some just great matchups today uh, with aces in Major League Baseball. And Jason Weingart is going to be uh, back uh, to sort of break down games for us, where he landed with his picks. But, um, you know, Corbin Burns on the hill for the uh, – for the Brewers, the big matchup, probably the best matchup on paper, Aaron Nola of the Phillies against Jacob DeGrom of the Rangers. DeGrom making his Rangers debut and on down the line. Um, and we'll get to that a little later on the show. But I just wanted to talk, you know, while we still have almost almost three hours here for people to get in their season win totals bets and their futures bets and before the season starts. And this is, let's be honest, a lot of our audience, a high percentage, waits till this moment. I like, got to get them in beforehand. And I just want to go through again if you're doing season win totals, it's you have to do more than just say, oh, well, this team acquired these players. Oh, look, they got DeGrom. Oh, look, um, you know, this team got that person. They got, the Phillies got Trey Turner. That's sort of the last component of this. This is one man's opinion. You can uh, buy into what I'm saying or not. But really, if you're going to start assessing teams' performance from year to year, you have to begin with two different layers. One is... Bill James tried and true Pythagorean theorem. It's not the Pythagorean theorem you learned in geometry class when you were in 10th grade, which I believe, Kelly, was A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I'm Nailed trying. it. Nailed it. Not that. It's a, it's a much weirder formula. I won't bore you with the details. But essentially, all it is is run production, your total amount of runs scored, run prevention, your total r- amount of runs allowed over the course of the season, and what your winning percentage ought to be based on those two numbers. It's very simple. And it's tried and true. Uh, You can challenge it if you want, but essentially um, it really does translate to here's how many games you ought to have won. So as you know, over a 162-game schedule, a team that ought to have won 81 games, let's say, sometimes wins 85, sometimes they win 75. So there's that assessment that you have to make at the just on a base with Bill James' Pythagorean Theorem. Bill James' Pythagorean theorem tells you the result of how many runs were scored and how many were prevented. It does not tell you how those runs were scored or prevented. That's where sequencing comes in. And there's all kinds of different names for that. Fangraphs goes with the base runs uh, name. There's different terms for that through the years. But sequencing, and I've said this many times, which is let's just take any half inning in baseball. You can have the same seven events Let's just use a simple example. But if they're in different sequences, your run production or your run prevention is different. So um, let's use walk, 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 home run, strikeout, 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 gives you four runs on offense in that sequence. But um, if it's home run, walk, 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 strikeout, 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 you only get one run. So there is, based on the number of events and the types of events that happen in every half inning in baseball, there's an expected run production from that as well. Bill James doesn't tell you how, how those numbers were cooked to run production and run prevention as a team, as a club general over the course of a season. So what sequencing does is gives you an idea of which teams, both on offense and defense, but aggregate, 
were fortunate or unfortunate over the course of the season. And what this really does result in, if you if you go through those two layers, Pythag followed by sequencing, you will essentially get what a team's record ought to have been. Players aside, personnel that they've acquired aside, at a baseline, that's what you need to know. So let's take the biggest example from last year to this year, or from last year. The Rangers were a 68-win club last year, <clears throat> pardon me, in the actual Major League Baseball standings. But when you factor in Pythag and when you factor in sequencing, they were actually a 77-win team in 68-win clothing. Joe Pita used to do a great job of, of writing about this years gone by at Trading Bases, his little Substack page when he did baseball. So that's where you should start with season wins assessment. So the Rangers happen to be one that underperformed both in both of those categories. You don't often see them, by the way, by nine games, as we mentioned. If you're wondering, hey, what were some of the other teams that underperformed? Well, the Yankees, believe it or not, who won 99 games last year, according to Pythag, they should have won 107. According to sequencing, they should have won 104. Now, they have a lot of injuries here already early, so you know you can't take any of this as gospel, but you've got to use this as your first tool, in my humble opinion, when you do season wins. And then you get to, who did this team lose? Who did this team acquire? By the way, when you do that assessment, you should really not be seduced by the names, but rather what production at which position. You know, I talked about it in football. Maybe the, the easiest example was, when Kirk Cousins went to the Vikings, everybody was, oh, my God, Kirk Cousins, the Vikings are going to be great with his quarterback. Yeah, but he was replacing Case Keenum's 2017 production. So over a one-year difference, it's really not going to be that big of a difference. It's going to be tough for Cousins even to match that. Over a three-year arc of the contract, different story. Cousins, I think most people would think, would do better over a three-year arc than Keenum. So you have to keep all those things in mind. And baseball is the greatest sport to really focus in on that because there's 162 data points. So that stuff really matters. You can underperform or overperform by a bunch. So I still love those bets. I think they're wonderful. I did bet the Rangers over at 81 and a half this year. By the way, Roxy has chimed in. Roxy oh, Roxborough, who a lot of tweets about that. Yeah, we have tons of tweets about it because he's been on the show every year. He's been great on season win totals. I get a four and zero, oh, and then a five and one. By the way, I used to do the baseball manifesto here at Veasan. It was always a great thing using those as baselines. Bill James and sequencing. You know, I'd do three and ones and three and O's. But Roxy doesn't bet daily baseball like he used to. I don't. Roxy has chimed in finally because he got he had a two and three last year on the show and he and he told me he's like if I if I never do it up to this up to my standards I'm going to stop doing it so he went two and three and so he stopped coming on <laughs> but today he begrudgingly did answer he said White Sox under Mariners under dot 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 at your own risk that's a, <laughs> that's as far as Roxy got there today. You go. There you go. So so, so leans white, from Roxy. Le, white Sox are 82 and a half. Mariners are 87 and a half, roughly under on both of those clubs. Uh, so he, he leaned into it. But but I want to say one other thing because Roxy doesn't bet daily baseball like I don't anymore. And again, I bet thousands of baseball games in my life. This is what I I used to bet baseball so much, hundreds of games during seasons. Do you remember when Ray Allen hit that shot to to beat the uh, to beat the Spurs in yep. the NBA Finals. Game six. I almost didn't care because I had so many baseball games going. That's how baseball <laughs> focused I was in those Hard Rock days. Bill Krakenberger and I met 
because I had I had such a good 2012 baseball season that at the beginning of 2013, I get this anonymous call. You, my name's Bill Krakenberger. You don't you may not know who I am, but I know who you are. I'm gonna fly you out to Vegas. I'm gonna put you up at the Golden Nugget. You're gonna ask for Rosemary. She's gonna put you up in a suite. Now you're in my crew. And I'm like, in my, outwardly, I'm like, yeah, no problem. In my head, I'm like, I don't want to be in your crew. And then pitch you up in the car, in a car, right? Bro, he picked me up in a car <laughs> with guys named Vinny and Jimmy in the car. I thought he was going to kill me, put me in the desert. Anyway, I proceeded to have, after a great 2012, the worst season ever, right, in 2013. Only to come back and bookend it with a great season in 2014. But what it takes to, to handicap daily baseball, as opposed to season long, is daily baseball in those days... I believe, again, one man's opinion, that I could beat it because most of the market didn't really get sabermetrics at the time. I could simply go to fielding independent pitching, BABIP, really basic fan graph stats. And by the way, all of this information, fan graphs ought to be your Bible if you're betting baseball. But I could beat baseball markets with those stats because starting pitchers stayed in longer. And so I used to say baseball is an individual sport disguised as a team sport. Now with pitchers, starting pitchers being taken out so much sooner and relief pitchers coming in earlier and there being so many moving parts that you have to assess, you either have to be all in on baseball on a daily basis to beat it, in my opinion, or you shouldn't even try it at all. It's why we have Mark Borchard on, who's literally in his lab. It's why we have Weingarten on. It's why we have Spore on. They will give you the daily picks on this show. I would not be doing you justice if I did it. That doesn't mean I don't bet baseball. The Atlanta Braves 17 bets last year probably made more money than 99% of baseball bettors did. But I will only recognize those in pockets, not daily. We'll come back. Golf. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. This year's upcoming Masters betting guide will break down every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for only $19 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Nathan Mallinson. Gil, as the Bucks solidify the number one seed, thank you very much for your conversation mid last year with Rufus Peabody about why he chose not to hedge on Mito Pereira and the calculus that should be involved when making these decisions. So I guess Nathan wrote it out. Good on you. What are you looking at? I'm confused. Well, because Rufus didn't hedge on a Mito Pereira and although that didn't work out for him, the reasoning for not hedging, I guess, helped him out with his bucks bet. That's what I'm reading oh, into. Oh, okay. It. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll provide a manual for all the tweets. <laughs> I'll just, I'll be the interpreter. That makes me. more sense. J-Rod, I just felt sick over this pocket muffin crap out of Kelly. Stop. <laughs> Trip Tepper, where else can you get the following on a sports betting show? Hot Goss, Pocket Muffins, Mishugas, Eggnog Challenge, Leaflet, Expert Tennis Picks, only on a numbers game, of course. Thank you, Trip. Uh, Elvis, Toast, Patterson, Van Gilly. The Hokies were 100-1 to 1 when I heard your guest give them out a few weeks ago. Too early to hedge? Oh, here come the hedging questions. Yeah, here come the hedging questions. Well, um, let's see. I mean, you got to do what you got to do on these, but they're, they're playing LSU. They're just a two-point dog. Two-point dog. That's what I just pulled up. Yeah. So minus 135 money line LSU. You just got to start... Problem is they're going to be a they're going to be a massive they're going to be a massive dog to Iowa or South Carolina. And well, it's more likely going to be South sure. Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina is a twelve point favorite over the greatest basketball player in the world, Caitlin Clark. <laughs> Kelly loves him. Caitlin Clark. <laughs> She's amazing. I mean, I, I listen. You made the bet. What do you do with it right now? 
I don't know. You you ride it out, I guess. You, you're, I don't think you could do anything this round, even yeah. though it makes more sense to hedge right. this round. Ride it out one more. You got to you got to see yeah. it get to the final because you're going to be That's a right. massive dog in that final. Just Doug, thanks. I had one online account. Enjoyed trying to keep my stake as long as possible. Now I have several accounts. Look for the best price. Seek to build my stake with some futures. I listen and learn. Uh, this is from X, and the Twitter handle is too crazy to even mention. Let them know, Gil. ESPN averaging a triple double isn't hitting you high isn't hitting your higher bar. Some of these voters. Kenny G, morning Gill, I believe this is the first time all major league teams are all playing since the 68-69 opener. Great show. How about that? All 30 teams in action, including the Giants at the Yankees. Oh, it's your classic opening day rival. No, no, oh, it's, yeah. no, it's not. Um, okay, and then uh, before we get to Matty Cox here, Rich PSM, please interview some of the NBA MVP voters. We got two months. Let's hear him convince us that fatigue is a legit criteria. And then Mark Geiger talking about my baseball thing. He's like, what are your thoughts on limiting? Uh, what are your thoughts on, oh, oh, limiting your bets? He's not talking about getting limited. Limiting your bets to first five innings, one line and run line. Well, that's fine, but the straddle, just know that the straddle is wider on those. Um, now, I happen to think that Sometimes it's not enough and that it can be overcome on that. But it is, again, it's one of these things where I think to beat baseball, you have to really like the stuff that I used 10 years ago. And you have to know this about betting. Betting is never static stuff. You could beat. You have to recognize when that edge dissipates. And so stuff I used 10 years ago, everybody knows that stuff now, right? Everybody's the market knows that stuff. Bookmakers factor that stuff in. So, um, just know that that's the beast you're up against, and unless you're really committed to this, it's going to be tough on a daily basis. Again, just one man's opinion, but I will jump in, and I will make bets like the Braves to win the NL East last year. I can, I'm, I can still really see wider spans well, but on a daily basis, just not something with all the tennis that I do, not something that I want to jump into on a daily basis. Let's talk some college hoops. Matt Cox joins us from Three Man Weave. How you doing, Matty? Boys, I'm excited. Kelly? There we go, baby. Hoot, hoot. Winning in winning, paradise t-shirt. Win, winning in paradise. Dancing in paradise. Winning, cutting down nets in paradise, Gil. Whatever. Uh, I think we'll complete that holy trinity by the end of this uh, weekend. We'll see, though. <laughs> well, we... I got a shirt for tomorrow's show, too. Do you? Oh, yeah. Do you really? Oh, man. Can we start with the NIT tonight? Because you came on this show. I asked you. I was like, well, who do you want? Who do you think Can't... wins the NIT? That was you, right, Matty? That wasn't Jim. That wasn't it's Kai. That was you. It's never Jim. It's never Kai. It's always me. It's always been me. <laughs> Oh, gee, here it goes again. He's really, he's like Donny Osmond. He wants to break off the group. Um, you said North Texas is going to win the NIT. By the way, Donny Osmond reference on the show. Chuck that one up. North Texas, two-point dogs gets UAB. Conference USA flexing its muscles. Uh, went to the semis the other night, and just on the eye test, right, like UAB, this team is big yeah. compared to, to the teams it seems to be competing against here. They're big and athletic, but North Texas, man, they're never out of a game with that defense. No, it's the fourth time these teams have played this season. It's like, I was trying to pull the data, but I mean, rarely do you see teams play four times in one year um, that don't have like a non-conference home and home, like the New Mexico, New Mexico States tend to do sometimes. Um, so yeah, I mean, familiarity through the charts here. I agree. UAB looks like a grown pro team. It's they why do. they do you know, watching, watching FAE did what they did to UAB kind of gave me confidence that, you know, the teams like Tennessee and the big boys in the tournament haven't really scared them. And turns out that's, you know, it's played out as such. Um, North Texas isn't a bunch of puny wimps either. And they're just kind of, you know, rugged, uh, well-coached, 
I think they win this game tonight. Um, they've been bet against pretty consistently this tournament, and most of that I think is due to a the Grant McCaslin coaching rumors. Uh, people seem to keep betting against those teams that have like kind of those coaches in flux. We saw it with Utah Valley take a ton of money mm-hmm. against them with Mark Matson. Um, but also they're a starting center, uh, Osamane, who's kind of a big rim protector, kind of the fulcrum of that defense. People have been betting against him as well, but they keep winning. And I think it's just a credit to how, you know, kind of set it and forget it with this team, right? It's a very autopilot type team. They're well coached, whether McCaslin's all the way locked in or not. Um, I don't think that matters tonight against a team that you know very well. Uh, so, yeah, I think now you're catching two here. Um, again, money coming against UNT again. I'm on North Texas tonight here, small plus two. On North Texas, and, of course, he called the shot on North Texas, the mean green, uh, about a week or two on the show as well, a week or two ago. Okay, to the final four. Oh, man. Um, this is awesome because FAU, again, we were just talking about this yesterday with Will Hill. If FAU wins the whole thing, this is one of the greatest American sports and sports betting stories ever. Just flat out. It's incredible. And it, it really is interesting how, like, our senses get dulled because we've watched them play four games. We're like, oh, yeah, FAU, they're really good. Yeah, but no, this, is, this was not conventional thinking a minute ago. So here it is. FAU was 700-1 to 1 to win it all back in November. You could have got them at 550-1 to 1 in late February even. Now they're plus 650. They're still the long shot of the group. Um, but how do you feel about these games? Let's start with San Diego State and FAU, where San Diego State is a very small favorite. I like FAU again. I've been riding them pretty much every round this tournament. They, I, what else do they have to do to prove that they can hang with the big boys? I, I think agree. everyone believes in them now. I, yeah. I don't think I think I think we're past the whole like disrespect. So I don't I need to get on my soapbox and yell and scream to hey believe in this team. I think people are pretty <laughs> impressed with what they've done so far. I mean the the telltale sign is they haven't really shot the ball well from three. Uh, and here they are, right? They've done it in different ways. The fact that they've dominated, and I mean dominated the offensive glass against the likes of Tennessee, the likes of Memphis, they've grabbed 40% of their misses in three of the four games to get here. Um, pretty impressive stuff. Now, I will say, I think the Aztecs are actually the best rebounding team they've played, even better than Tennessee, which looks like, you know, a bunch of football, you know, rollerball type dudes out there. Uh, they're just a little more sound defensively, more structured. I don't see FAU grabbing their misses at the same rate they have to get here to this tournament, which has kind of allowed them to supplement uh, their offense when they've gone through scoring, drought shooting, slumps. Um, I think in this game, they're going to have to make a higher clip from three, probably mid-30s. I think they're going to take quite a bit as well. If I'm Dusty May, I know that half-court defense is a bear to score against. We saw that against you know Creighton, basically offense, but completely AWOL. Uh, what they did against Alabama, my goodness. I think he's going to have to look to pick his spots in transition, get some quick transition threes, which we've seen FAU do successfully in those spurts they've made in the second half. I think they replicate that formula. Just too many options all around the board. Um, I think the guard play is actually a better unit than the Aztecs, as good as Tremel and Butler have been. And um, I'm only worried about Matt Bradley getting out of that slump. I think if he goes off in this game, that could be the swing factor to help the Aztecs march on. But, man, he's been in a rut, and without him scoring – I think they're ultra-limited on the offensive end. So a lot sets up here for the Owls. I took them plus two. FAU plus two. One of these two teams in the national championship game on Monday. Unbelievable. And then the other one, uh, you got about a minute here, Matty. UConn, five-and-a-half-point favorites against Miami. I took UConn first half. Uh, I would not be fading Miami in the second stanza of these games. They've outscored their opponents, I believe, by an average of nine or ten points in the four games, second halves, in the run-up to those final four. I think the key thing there is, and that's not just variance, 
Leonard Nag has been really smart about applying pressure in that defensive press, which has been their most reliable uh, style of defense. Against their base half-court defense, they're not that great, you know, 104th overall in the metrics. But when they dial up the pressure, they can, you know, give some people some issues. And we've seen UConn struggle with press this season. St. John's got him by 11, uh, turned it over like 27 times in that game. Miami doesn't have the depth, though, to press him full court. I think they do second half, but first half is where UConn asserts their dominance. So laid the three with UConn first I half. think that's a great call. People too dismissive of Miami. And they, I mean... All you had to do was yeah. see them all against Texas on Sunday. You know, they are. they the stage is not too big for these kids. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So great, man. Thank you so much. Matt Cox, everybody. Go FAU. Hoot, hoot. Go FAU at 3MW underscore CBB for all the three-man weaves picks. We'll come back. Jason Weingart will go through every baseball expert's picks next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Ready to play ball? Log into your counter side today. Get a $10 bonus bet. When you place a $25 wager on any opening day game, enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds, specials, and parlay selection features at your fingertips all season long. Find out why nothing beats betting, uh, betting on baseball at the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. I'm called 1-800-GAMBLER. Offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Washington, D.C. The DMV, but D.C. specifically. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. By the way, I want to just read this uh, one more tweet here from Mark Geiger, in-house attorney for a numbers game. Uh, he was mentioning, uh, he goes, uh, in the past, I applied some horse form cycle concepts to starting pitching in baseball. Look for signs that pitcher might be breaking out. I do use a few stats from fan graphs as well as K to BB ratio, K per inning, and whip. It's a hard grind, and I'm too old. What's Bogdanovich's line? 
Whiskey and a revolver. Oh gosh, yeah. Bet, yeah. Whiskey and a revolver. Betting daily baseball. Betting baseball is like yeah. I, I don't know. I yeah. forget exactly how he Some, said. Something it. Like yeah, that. something like that. Yeah. It's a good line though. It's a good line. All right, let's let's go through again before we get to Jason here. Jason Weingarten standing by, but let's go through some of these. We mentioned uh, moments ago that you know we mentioned about Roxy. Roxy chimed in with his with his season win totals, and again for Roxy, it was under on two teams. But he says, at your own risk, White Sox under, Mariners under. That's from Roxy. He has chimed in: White Sox under, Mariners under. That White Sox. Uh, Thought is contrarian to most, uh, contrary to, to some of the other experts that we've heard on here. But let's, can we go through some of the others that we've had on the show? Why don't we do that? Adam Burke, Giants under 81 and a half games from Adam Burke. And much more from him, from him in the uh, VEASAN betting guide. Go check out. Much more from him in the VEASAN betting guide. Mark Borchard, who was on with us yesterday, he's got Mike Trout or Shohei to win the AL MVP, which if you do the math, comes out to minus 111, both of those. NL. He did four, Soto, Betts, Schwarber, Goldschmidt. Betting on all four of those guys, if you do the math on that, it's about a plus 182 proposition, but he bet them all individually. A.L. Cy Young, he did a cluster of three. DeGrom, Christian Javier, and Shohei. Plus 336 is really the math on that collectively. N.L. Cy Young, he did a group of four. I love his little cluster plays here. Mm -hmm. Strider. Special Strider, Justin Verlander, Aaron Noller, Clayton Kershaw to win the NL Cy Young. That's about plus 200 collectively, but he bet them all individually. And then to have the most home runs, the cluster of four from yesterday, he went Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Giancarlo Stanton, or Kyle Tucker, which comes out to about plus 183 collectively. I did make three bets. I did the Rangers over season wins at 81 and a half. I bet Shohei to win the American League Cy Young at 12 to 1. And I did... Trey Turner to win the National League MVP. Also yesterday, bet that at Caesars at 12 to 1. And now, as an entree into Jason Weingarten, Jason Weingarten's bets were as follow, and he'll tell us if there's any additional, but from a month ago, he gave us Jordan Alvarez to win the AL MVP at 16 to 1, the Astros to win the World Series at 7 to 1, Jordan Walker to win the NL Rookie of the Year. That number's long gone. Jason moved that market. 14 to 1 is where he got it. And then Oscar Colas to win the AL Rookie of the Year at 40-1. to 1, Just a smattering of some of, uh, of his bets from earlier. And so, uh, by the way, Steve Fezzik has uh, chimed in also. He says, so there's, there's six six-and-a-halves out there today, opening day. Six six-and-a-halves. Man, we saw, what, four yesterday? So that's even two more now added to the list. Jeez. Um, and he was saying how, you know, from what he's saying, too, he believes too low of a number with the new rules at least all of them got bet at least some to the over. I don't know. There's six of them now. And if we're, if we're looking at the matchups today on, on the six and a half, so again, all 30 teams in actions uh, in action, the Brewers and the Cubs are a six and a half. That is uh, Corbin Burns against Marcus Stroman with the Brewers favorite and minus 140 in that game. The Mets and the Marlins, that's Scherzer against Alcantara. That's at six and a half with the Mets slight favorites on the road, minus 121. Um, Tigers and Rays is a six and a half, believe it or not, with the Rays very large favorites in that ball game. Um, that one is Eduardo Rodriguez against Shane McClanahan. That's a six and a half, man. Um, also to six and a half, the Guardians and the Mariners. Guardians and Mariners is a six and a half, 
and that's a uh, that's a Shane Bieber game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's Shane Bieber uh, going up against Luis Castillo of the Mariners. And then, wait, there's more. Two more, San Francisco and the Yankees, Logan Webb and uh, Garrett Cole with the Yankees' big favorites, minus 175. And then the Phillies and the Rangers, arguably the best matchup of them all, Aaron Nola against Jacob deGrom, six and a half, with the Rangers at minus 134. And again, if you're not a baseball better for years, you have to understand, like, books begrudgingly used to, used to drop numbers to six and a half back in the day. Like, I always use the example when the Phillies played the Giants in the National League playoffs years ago, and it was like Oswalt against Lincecum. I remember they were like, okay, we'll make it a six and a half. And we were like, wow, there's a six and a half. Because they can only, the floor can only be so low on these. Here we are opening day. We got six games just rampantly at six and a half. Jason Weingarten joins us. We're under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. You can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. Happy opening day, Jason. Happy opening day. Nice to be here. Finally get some, uh, some regular season baseball. Yeah, man. So what about those six and a half? How do you feel about it as a group or what did you bet so far today? Well, I'm excited to have six, six and a half because obviously that means we're going to get some nice derivative prop lines mm-hmm. in an hour or two. Um, I'm eagerly awaiting the, uh, the first slate of the season for me personally, I think I've talked about this before. I don't go too crazy on opening day or opening weekend. You know, if, if you give out three bets, like if you, if you have three plays today, for example, and you know, you give out three bets and they lose people, people hate it. People hate losing on opening day. If you give out three bets on June 6th and you lose, it's just another day. So, you know, for me, I just try to not get too overly invested in the first day of the season. Um, it's always just a fun day to watch baseball for me. Obviously there will be some, some gambling, but the other thing, if, uh, if you ever see me on the night show with Greg Peterson, we always talk some college basketball because every week he me on and he asks me who I'm betting in the NCAA tournament. And I tell him I bet more on UConn every week. So um, going into this weekend, I have a huge Yukon position and all I can really do if I over bet baseball is kind of, you know, bet against my own potential collection this, this upcoming week. So I'm, I'm hesitant to over bet baseball this week based on the, the position I have going into the weekend on the final four. Are you, well, good for you on UConn, by the way, I hope it works out for you. Are you, are you like me though, having said what I said earlier on the show about, okay, well, you know, so not really the daily baseball better that I once was, but with the rule changes, like I am curious today, right? Like I am going to watch with an eye towards, okay, are, are any of my, is any of my speculation in the off season? And that's all it is, by the way, it's speculation. We'll see if it manifests or not. Is any of that going to, going to manifest, which is to say, okay, well, starting pitchers, this might be okay for all the new rules, but when the relievers come in, we might have a different run environment. Run production might spike in a way that we're not used to. Are you watching the game for angles to exploit generally? Um, yeah, I mean, I want to know what's going on. You know, I want to, I want to be able to watch a couple games and kind of get some, some general ideas of what's going on. Um, I, I think a lot of the rule stuff, it will impact at least temporarily, but uh, I think it'll adjust, at least from a gambling perspective. The, the lines in the market will adjust pretty quickly. Are you, so when you say, by the way, that I just want to act like, 
you know, because not everybody's listened to this show for years and know what you're all about. When you say derivative markets, what are we talking? We're talking first innings. We're talking HRE, home, uh, hits, runs, and errors. Are those? Are, do you plan on betting those markets on a daily basis? Oh yeah, I mean that will, uh, you know that that won't change. Obviously, you know, like I said, you kind of want to get a couple of days worth of data and see where everything's going. Um, just just to start, but uh, no, I'll, I'll be betting all that stuff. I'm I'm excited. Like you mentioned, the six and a halfs today that should produce some some good numbers on the 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 first inning yes or the over yeah um i'm really excited about that maybe we could talk a little bit about that in the next segment let's do that we'll, we'll come back we'll we will talk about that because this is if you've listened to the show for a long time this has really been a cottage industry on this show about first innings and specifically betting first innings and we never really gave the secret sauce away um and it's a fluid situation some years have not been as good as others we'll get into uh sort of how it's gone historically but what you might want to look for in betting some of these. And when the numbers are low like they are today, oh boy, the opportunities. We'll talk more about that on the other side. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. 